Have you ever been treated differently or even poorly because you were different from the majority? Let me turn that around. Have you ever been prejudiced toward a person or a group of people? Acts 6 reminds us that every church must deal with internal problems, even problems of prejudice. When we address problems biblically, the gospel is served. This is the wisdom journey. Stephen called this lesson the problem of prejudice. When the Holy Spirit launched the beginning of the church, the church took off like a race car. In Acts chapter 2, 3,000 people responded in faith to the message. By chapter 4, the church had grown to some 5,000 men, including women and children. That would be fifteen to 20,000 people in this church. Acts chapter 5 and verse 14 uh, simply reports that, that multitudes uh, were added, no numbers even given. <laughs> it seems like they've, they've given up on keeping track. Now, just because the church is succeeding doesn't mean the devil has surrendered. No, he's always going to put up more roadblocks in the way. He's going to try to slow the church down and, if possible, stop the church. Persecution was the first roadblock he attempted. Peter and John were thrown into jail. Well, that didn't work, though, because an angel released them miraculously. Deception was the next roadblock. It kind of slithered into the church community with the lying and manipulation by Ananias and Sapphira. That was immediately and and dramatically dealt with, by the way. Uh, God himself put them to death. Well, now we discover a third roadblock that's put right in the way of the forward movement of the church. And let me tell you, this is going to be their biggest challenge yet. Before we go any farther in our journey today, let, let me make an observation. And, and for those of you who serve in the church, this is very important to remember. Here it is. Fruitful and effective churches are not immune to problems. In other words, being a biblical, vibrant church doesn't protect you from problems, from roadblocks. In fact, it invites them, and, and you're going to need to handle them with wisdom and courage. Now, as we arrive at Acts chapter 6, uh, it opens here in verse 1 with yet another positive statement of growth. In these days, when the disciples were increasing in numbers, well, with that, we're immediately introduced to a problem. A complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews. Well, now let me quickly add another observation here. It doesn't take very long for problems to surface. Now, just imagine, beloved, this church is less than six months old. We're told that this particular problem involves a group called the Hellenists, and they're complaining that their widows are being neglected in the daily distribution. Now, we know from history that in the Jewish synagogue, a routine service to the needy, and especially to the widows, took place every Friday. Volunteers went around the market, went to private homes, and collected whatever shop owners and homeowners were able to donate. It might be clothing or money or food. And then later on in the day, the volunteers distributed what they'd collected. Well, the church 
it seems here, has adopted this practice, and it's it's actually expanded the practice because the text tells us here that they're doing it daily. Well, the needs are so great that this isn't being done just on Fridays. This is being done every day. Now, there's a pretty serious complaint here by the Hellenistic widows that are not being treated fairly in this daily distribution. Maybe they were being visited last, and, and there aren't any you know, tomatoes left, or, or the money's all gone by the time their, their neighborhood gets visited. We're, we're not told for sure. But let me tell you this. This was nothing less than personal prejudice, and it was sinful. And, and beloved, prejudice is never ultimately about background or education or language or skin color. Prejudice is a problem of the heart. It comes from a self-centered, sinful heart. You see, there were actually two kinds of Jews in this early church here. One group is called Hellenists or Hellenistic Jews. The other group is Hebrew or Palestinian Jews. The Hebrews were faithful Jews who had remained in the land of promise over the centuries, and they spoke Hebrew and Aramaic. The Hellenistic Jews were those who had chosen to live outside the land. They'd migrated outside uh, the Holy Land, we call it, but they were still Jews. However, now they spoke Greek, and they had absorbed some of that Greek or that Hellenistic culture. The Hebrews considered them second-class Jews. They were tainted by the Greek world. Well, many of these Hellenistic Jews had traveled to Jerusalem for Pentecost. They'd come to saving faith in Christ when they heard the, uh, the gospel preached by Peter. They decided evidently to stay in Jerusalem and, and join the church and be a, and be a part of this, this phenomenal new covenantal work of God. But listen, walking through the doorway of a church, so to speak, didn't erase centuries of prejudice. In fact, the church today still struggles with this same issue. I've seen it in every country I have visited over the years. It's prejudice arising from a history of conflict today that keeps many Japanese and Chinese people from getting along. National or tribal pride, that, that fuels prejudice that keeps African nations today embroiled in, in, in hard feelings with one another, uh, even leading to genocide at times. Social or economic differences uh, have caused prejudice that we can see today between Argentinians and Peruvians, uh, between Mexicans and Puerto Ricans, political conflicts from the past. That, well, that continues to surface hard feelings between the Taiwanese and mainland Chinese. Historical grievances, civil rights injustices separate blacks and whites in America. Beloved, 2,000 years ago, you've got this same issue. We'll call it what it is, prejudice. And it had the potential of cutting this early church right down the middle. If this isn't handled wisely and courageously, well, let me tell you, the believers are going to split into two churches. You're going to have the first church of the Hebrew Christians and the first church of the Hellenistic Christians. Now, verse 2 gives us the wise response of the apostles. 
And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the Spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty, but we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Now, don't misunderstand. The point here is not that there's something less spiritual about distributing food and clothing. No, serving tables is a vital ministry. The issue here is the priority of the apostles' teaching and prayer ministry. They can't be distracted from from that ministry of instructing and guiding and leading the church at large. Someone else is going to have to handle this practical issue wisely so that every widow is treated fairly. Now, as the apostles give instructions regarding the selection of men who are going to oversee this work, let me make a a third observation. Here it is. Ministry positions in the church should be based upon character, not experience. You might notice as we go through this, that none of these qualifications related uh, to this office are going to relate to a business degree or, or a financial management uh, title. No, they've got to be men with a good reputation. That is, they should be known for their godly conduct. But secondly, we're told here they need to be men full of the Spirit. Now, the idea of full doesn't imply that other Christians only have a half a tank of the Spirit, and, you know, these men have a full tank. No, to be, to be full of the Spirit means to be under the control. To be filled means to be dominated by the Holy Spirit. So these men are led by the Spirit of God. Third, we're told here they have to be full of wisdom. In other words, these men must have lives marked by wisdom. The decisions they make, the lifestyle they exhibit, should communicate godly wisdom. This is the translation of biblical truth into life. That's wisdom. Well, seven men are selected here. And isn't it interesting that these seven men all have Greek names? Uh, it's, it's very likely, beloved, that these men were all Hellenistic Jews. So the church seems to be going out of its way to show that partiality and prejudice are not going to have a place inside the church. Well, verse 6 tells us that the apostles prayed and laid their hands on them. Well, this was an act of commissioning them to their new ministry role, primarily to widows. Look at what happens as a result Next, verse 7, the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. And this occurred in large part because seven godly men were willing to step up, tackle this issue of prejudice squarely, graciously, wisely, and look here, the church moves on. There's a new truth that takes root. You know, when you come to the foot of the cross, the ground is level. And when you join the family of God, you're, you're joining a new race, a race of redeemed sinners who now belong to one another as brothers and sisters in Christ forever. 
Well, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That was Stephen Davey and a lesson he called The Problem of Prejudice as he continues this wisdom journey through the Bible. We're going to continue through the book of Acts and then the rest of the New Testament in the days ahead. If you'd like to listen to any of the previous lessons of this wisdom journey, we've posted them to our website. You'll find everything from Genesis through the Gospels at wisdomonline.org. Go there anytime to listen to these lessons free and on demand. You can also watch the video version. Visit wisdomonline.org today, then join us next time to continue the wisdom journey.